0: Welcome to another episode of Sales Transformation. In today's episode, we have John Barrows, founder of GB Sales, sharing his valuable insights on how we've lost some of the fundamentals of sales. From over-engineering the sales process to relying too much on technology, John discusses the impact of these changes and the importance of getting back to the basics. So let's dive in and hear what John has to say. Colin, it's your show now.
1: All right, welcome to another episode of Sales Transformation. Today, I've got John Barros. He's the founder of JB Sales, a sales expert with 25 years experience from dialing 400 calls a week to VP of sales of a startup acquired by Staples. John knows the sales game inside and out. He's going to join us as he shares his valuable insights from his journey and working in the industry with giants like Salesforce, LinkedIn, Amazon, and Google. And let's dive in. John, welcome to the show.
0: Hey, Colin. What's going on, man? Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, man, really excited to have this conversation. Been looking forward to it. Um, You know, a lot of things changing in the sales world. I mean, you've you've seen it all. Um, And but I think, you know, the the thing that you said you wanted to talk about today was how we've lost some of the fundamentals of sales. And so I'd love to pick your brain on that and jump in and, and see what your thoughts are.
0: Yeah, it's pretty obvious to me that uh, you, look, I you, with those logos that you just read there, most of my sales and experiences in the tech and the SaaS space, right? And so, I think over the past ten years have really been the golden age of sales in SaaS and tech specifically because it's been a you know ever since 2010, basically. Like if if you started selling in SaaS in, in 2010 and beyond, no offense, but it hasn't really been that hard. You know, we've been able to get away with, uh, you know, we've over-engineered the, the sales process and we put way too much technology behind it. And we've been able to get away with blasting out template cadence emails, setting, setting up qual calls with anybody with a pulse, asking dumbass Bant questions, droning through demos, using our SE to do the majority of the work, and then throwing a huge discount over the, uh, over the wall just to get the deal done, right? That, to me, isn't sales. That's order-taking in a lot of ways. And because the venture capital space has been so infusing cash into this world and profitability has not been the priority, but growth and top line revenue growth has been, we've skipped a lot of steps. And so the, you know, a 60% rep button seat is better than a 0% button seat. So let's go, 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 go. And look, we all benefited that for, for, for the past 10 years. I mean, it was ridiculous. Myself included, quite frankly. And I think it created a lot of laziness. And for me, it created laziness, but at least I was able to fall back on fundamentals. But for the kids who just got into sales after 2010, they skipped the fundamentals and had this false sense of success of what it took to be successful in sales. And now that it's all come crashing down and then you add AI on top of that, these these reps, we've actually treated, we've turned them into robots and now they're getting replaced by robots. And, And look, it's not their fault because... I kind of make the analogy here of, of the trophy generation, right? Everybody always yeah. talks and pisses off, oh, this trophy, and every kid wants a fucking trophy and all that crap, right? Well, that's actually not these kids' fault because when I was a kid, you know, I'm 47 years old, right? When I was, when I was a kid and I lost, I was upset, but my parents were like, well, figure it out. If you want to win, win, right? Like, go win, and, yeah. and you, I'm not going to give you a, a ice cream or anything like that for coming in 10th place. Now, these days... That kid still feels bad when they lose, but now the parent gives them the ice cream, the parent gives them the trophy. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay. So it's created this false sense of security and false sense of you know, self-worth in a lot of ways. We've done the same thing to these kids in sales. We've given them all this technology. We're afraid to have hard conversations with them. We don't know how to give genuine feedback. And we've been like, yeah, it's okay. Because like, we're growing really, really fast. And now that it's all falling apart, I, I think it is falling apart. And that's the problem, like I was saying earlier, like we've treated them like robots. And so now, unfortunately, a vast majority of them are getting replaced or will be replaced by robots. And they don't have the fundamentals to fall back on like some of the old school uh, people do. And, and one more log on that fire, as I, as I kind of talk out loud here, um, is the, the COVID really screwed a lot of things up too. And the reason I say that is because when I was in sales, when I first started in sales, I didn't get a lot of good training, right? But I was in the bullpen, I was with other sales reps, I was listening, I was learning through osmosis, you know what I mean? And I was meeting with clients face-to-face and so I could literally feel when they weren't paying attention. You know what I mean? Like when my pitch was going and I could just watch them squirm or just see them zone out, I felt that and I adjusted. Whereas now that we're in this virtual world, you know, and I, I mean, I could pretend like I'm paying attention really, really well here and really not care at all. So I, I don't even pick up on those cues anymore. So now that we're in this virtual world, these reps don't even get the benefit of the osmosis and learning from each other like, like I used to. And so I think we're, we're it's, a, it's, it's gonna be interesting how this all pans out here in the next couple of years especially with the advent of ai
1: yeah i mean i think there's a, there's a lot that we could unpack there right but i'm i've got young kids we were talking about our kids before we hit record here and you know mm-hmm. it's like my son plays soccer he plays baseball he plays you know pretty much anything with a ball uh, mm-hmm. he wants to play and uh he's great at soccer you know makes all-stars and stuff like that and that's all great and, but um you know he had a tough baseball season Right. Yeah. He kind of played up a level and um, he was youngest on the team and he batted last and he sat on the bench a lot. And his team didn't you know, do so great. Uh, but the thing I was most proud about was how he took the losses. You know, he wasn't over there in the corner crying, kicking and screaming, making a big deal. You know, he kept his head up and still went out there and did his best every time. And, you know, that's what I think is going on in the sales world is like, you know, they're missing out on some of these opportunities before when times were good of losing and getting their ass handed to them. And where those are the valuable learning lessons where you go on a sales call like you described and people are checking out and you know, you're just, you know, not bringing your a game. And that's yep. where through those experiences, you learn, okay, we got to do something a little bit different here. Something's not working.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it, it, it's, it's unfortunate, right? Because that those failures are what you learn the most from, like you said, right? So, and, and also it, it, we've also gotten in a world where people are, are quite frankly, very scared to give feedback. And I I mean, I don't know about you, like, I remember, like, there was a couple of times, no joke, where I would, I was presenting in front of some executives, right, And, and legitimately the executive raised their hand before I even started the presentation. And mind you, I vividly remember this one. I'm standing in front of like six executives in a boardroom, ready to give my presentation. And I was, you know, your typical sales rep back then, where I was just, oh, my product, and here's my features, and all that other wonderful stuff, and I'm going to dump it all over you. And the guy, and I would rarely prep. I would prep, I would know my stuff, but I would rarely prep and do my research on the company and know, you know, and ask thoughtful questions. I just kind of ran through the motions. And I remember one time this guy was like, uh, hey, before we get started here, John, could you uh, give us a little insights on, on, on what you know about us so far? And I was like, "Oh boy!" Uh, and I couldn't even make it up based on their company name. Like, you know what I mean? I didn't. I literally didn't even know what they did as a business. And I was like, uh, "Yeah." And I tried to fumble my way through it. And he's like, "Okay, yeah, all right. That's kind of what I thought. Go ahead, go ahead with your presentation." And I remember like vividly being like. So this 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 presentation's pretty much over, isn't it? He goes, "No, no, you can keep going if you want to." I'm like, mm, yeah, I think I'll, you know, tuck my tail between my legs and go." And and like that was the moment when that guy I mean figuratively punched me in the mouth with that. That was the day I stopped pitching people and I started you know, learning about the business and all that other stuff, and so those learning lessons, you know, you do that today, and some kid might call their parents to yell at you for it, or you might get sued for it for crying out loud. So I think mm-hmm. even from an HR standpoint, we're in this everybody's a snowflake shit area where managers don't even know how to give feedback when it's negative, and, and reps don't know how to accept that feedback. Like I had one rep, no yeah. joke, that when I was giving him feedback, and I'm just a very direct person. I'm from Boston. I'm pretty much in your face, but it's all coming usually from a very good and constructive way, right? But I don't, I don't pussyfoot around it. I'm like, here's where you're struggling. Here's what you need to do. And I remember the first few times I was giving him this kind of feedback, like, like physically, he he would like curled back and was like, and I'm and I had to stop and I was like, dude, are you okay? Like, like, are you all right? He'd be like, oh, no, no, uh, yeah, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. I'm like. Like, this is not that bad. And he's like, no, I, I really like feedback. And I'm like, obviously you don't. Uh, Cause you are about to, it looks like you're about, you, you just ate a fucking pile of shit. here. Like what's wrong with you? And so, and I realized to me that a lot of these people have never gotten direct feedback. And so they, a, so they don't know how to accept it, so they react poorly to it. And some of them take it to the nth degree and complain about it. And now all of a sudden, managers are scared to death to give that feedback because they don't want to be sued. They don't want to get their company in trouble. So now everything's, ah, you're okay. You know what I mean? And and then, oh, you're on a pip. It's not my fault. And, oh, you didn't perform on your pip, so therefore you're fired. And they try to make it like, yeah, here's the go. And, and that's that's where I think we're in a lot of trouble.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think I mean it's it's a it's a problem that's bigger than just the sales world. Oh, right? by far. I mean it's 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 a bigger problem. Uh, but you know, uh, I mean, when I first started, it was like you know I, I'd be on calls and you know I, I was so terrible at the call they'd just hang up my call. Yep. Like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or your manager would be in your ear or take yep. over the call. Yep. You know. And as much as people are like, whoa, that's like bro culture. That's like too aggressive. It's like, I learned a lot in those experiences. That's, like, yeah. I didn't, and, make that, I didn't
0: make that mistake again. And that's what I think people are, are misusing right now. They are, they are using bro culture as an as a umbrella. Look, I, I am the biggest proponent against bro culture you will ever come across. Like I, I did a webinar on this, I brought a whole bunch of people together to get the fucking bro culture out of sales, right? And, and have this open conversation. But don't tell me just because we're, you know, because we're excited and we're motivated and we're driven that that's bro culture. It's the same thing, and I'm, and I'm sorry I'll say it, it's the same thing with mental health. Like, if you genuinely have mental health issues, man, I, I sympathize with you as much, like, because I, I thankfully I don't. I don't have any problems with mental health, I mean, other than, you know, getting bummed out every once in a while. But today, a kid has a bad day, and they need a mental health day. Look, sales is a brutal fucking profession. You Suck it the fuck up. Like, like, do the work. And, and, and look, if you have true mental health issues, then absolutely take the time here. But so many people are just using that as an excuse. And then what's happening is it's actually diminishing real mental health issues. I mean, I have some friends who have actual genuine mental health issues, and they're bundled together with the kid who had a bad day. You know what I mean, and so be, be between feedback, mental health, like I think we're a lot of people are taking advantage of these quote unquote trends now, and aren't really willing to put in the work. I just did a, a podcast, or I just did a post on uh, LinkedIn where Simon Sinek was, uh, who I'm a huge fan of, by the way. I'm a massive fan, fan of Simon Sinek, the why and the values, er, almost everything about what he says. But he was like, you know, the whole work hard, play hard mentality is is terrible. It's dumb. You know, the whole idea is work smart and play always. I'm like, uh, actually, Simon, I found something I disagree with you on. Like, yes, we should work smart, but I don't know a successful person on the planet that hasn't worked their ass off to get to where they are. Right. And again, I understand success is defined in a different way that everybody has. Right. But to me, happiness is success. So if you make 40 grand a year and you're happy, you win. But if you make 40 grand a year and you want to make a million dollars a year, but you're not willing to put in the work, I I, I can't even have a conversation with you. I can't listen to you complain about something you don't have if you're not willing to put in the work to do it. And that's not about just working smart. You have to work hard and smart, period. I'm sorry.
1: Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it and that you didn't forget to subscribe and share so that we can help more people transform the way they sell.